Welcome back, everyone, to episode 21 here, All Met Sports Talk with Coach Sherm. Hope everyone's enjoying this this great weather this week that we're having. I'm really excited about my guest tonight, as promised, another former DMV Player of the Year, Parade All-American, and, and former Maryland Terrapin, so I know that a lot of people are going to really enjoy this one. Uh, just a reminder, follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, search All Met Sports Talk on Twitter, search at all met talk and you can email us all met sports talk at gmail.com big thanks to preston suggs as always find him on instagram at king p suggs for the music thank you sir uh and before we get started i i failed to mention this last week but we did suffer a, a great loss a great dmv legend in elgin baylor i just wanted to kind of give a shout out to to his family his fans his friends uh, he's, he's really one of the pioneers of of great DMV basketball here. And I, I failed to mention that last week. So just wanted to make sure that I did that properly. So let's jump right into it. I'm really excited, as I said, to have Mr. Derek Lewis, former Archbishop Carroll High School, former Maryland Terrapin, and had a great career overseas in France as well after being drafted in the NBA by the Bulls. How you doing today, sir? I'm fine. Just trying to, trying to stay slim. Yeah. <laughs> Not to do- you have you staying home all the time, but I'm yeah, okay. that's the tough part, right? With uh, with working from home, it definitely has been. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us today. You really had an illustrious career here locally, both in high school and college. So I'm really excited to to kind of talk to you and and hear all about that. And I know that you're actually giving back in the education form now. And we'll talk about that as well. So I appreciate you taking time from this from this day, and and I know that you also were you know, had a, had a loss from the, in the Maryland family there. Uh, so I appreciate you taking time and, and we can talk about that as well, if you'd like. So uh, just wanted to jump right into your high school career. You were, you know, for, or you played at Archbishop Carroll down there in DC, but you grew up in North Carolina, right? I was born in Carolina. I moved up here when I was seven, uh, but I grew up in Temple Hills in PG County. Uh, I would have gone to Potomac high school with Frank Ross and those guys. Yeah. Frank Ross, Brent Milstead, uh, had a good team over there, but my parents made me go to Carroll. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I think it worked out pretty well for you. So, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I can't so, complain. <laughs> yeah, two-time uh, Washington Post uh, All-Met first team, and I saw your senior year. So your senior year, you were actually a second-team Parade All-American back in 1984. That is incredible. Long time ago, um, you know, it's strange because there was so many. There were so many players coming out of uh, D.C. metro area at the time, uh, and it could have been any one of us. I mean, you look at – there was Kenny Saunders and, you know, Wally Lancaster, uh, J.T. JT uh, Jr., John Thompson Jr. Um, there's a lot of guys. You know, I played with a couple of good guys, Mike Sampson, mm-hmm. uh, Fred Cunningham. There's a lot of guys that were good. Sherman Douglas. Yeah. They could go on and on. And uh, there's a lot of guys in DMV that year uh, just yeah. in the area. Was Danny Ferry, was that his year as well? Danny Ferry was two years behind me. So he was a sophomore my senior year. Okay. Okay. And uh, so Washington Touchdown Club named you Mr. Basketball. I saw you were also ranked the sixth best player in the in the entire country. Your senior year, you averaged 21 points, 15 rebounds, and eight blocks. <laughs> I had Tracy Jackson on a couple, couple of weeks ago, and I asked him, you know, you must not come out of the game much. <laughs> Kind of the same thing with you. I, I tell you this, the block shots, and people always talk about, you know, the block shots. They came from me trying to earn playing time my sophomore year at Carroll. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Jeff Baxter on the team. You had Cheese, Chester Woods, Al Giss, um, Randy Jordan. Those guys were starters and upperclassmen. And I wasn't going to get on the floor by scoring a bunch of points. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on a varsity team, and you know, my defense allowed me to, to earn some playing time. And they carried, just carried, you know, carried through. I didn't come in Carroll as a shot block. I was tall and skinny, you mm-hmm. know, six seven, maybe, maybe 150 pounds. Wow, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I wasn't a big guy, but I, I knew I played football through the, my tenth grade year. Mm-hmm. Just boys club. I didn't play at Carroll, but I played through uh, boys girls club through tenth grade, and that kind of made me tougher for my frame for for the size that I was. Yeah. Um, that's the only way I was looking to the floor by playing defense. Yeah. So you're named to the Capitol Classic as well as the McDonald's All American teams. So what was that what was that like playing in those two games? 
you know, it was uh, the talent level was crazy with, with Danny Manning on the other side. Uh, David Rivers they had some good players. Uh, Capital Classic it was a city against the rest of the country. The, right, yeah. I, so, which is tough. <laughs> yeah, I had Mike Sweetney on, and we talked about that because he played in the Capital Classic. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. And and he said that, too. It was like a big sense of pride, you know, with you guys, the DMV guys basically taking on the, the, the country. So, And that's a tough – I mean, it's a tough matchup. You know, you're going 49 other states – and choosing the best of the best against us. And we were, you know, we always had good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't win that year, um, but we, we stayed competitive to the end. Uh, we kind of got back in the game at the end. And, uh, again, you know, it was, it was all about pride, about us playing for, you know, D.C. Maryland, D.C. Maryland area. Yeah. And, uh, and, and playing against those guys from all over the country. Yeah. What was your recruiting like? Now, we know that you went to Maryland, but what was the recruiting yeah. like? And the recruiting, you know, it's, it's not like it was like it is now where the social media, the sending out video, mm-hmm. um, you had to go to five-star camp. Mm. You got recruited by going to five-star. And if you didn't go to five-star, it was, it made it a little bit tougher. Um, but again, the recruitment, I mean, word of mouth, they had this, this, uh, this handout called the, I think it's called the poop scoop, the scoop, the poop, the scoop <laughs> sheet, poop uh-huh. scoop sheet. Uh-huh. And it, it listed the top, you know, the top 100 seniors, the top 100 juniors, and it was all word of mouth and by them seeing you play. Yeah. Um, so the recruiting was different in that way. Um, I did well. I did very well at five-star my sophomore year. That kind of put me on the map. Uh-huh. Um, the other, other guys in my class, Dwayne Farrell was there, Danny Manning, all the big-name sophomores at the time. And by the time I was a senior um, – you know, I, I had a choice of going pretty much where I wanted. Um, you know, back then, I won't mention these schools' names, but we got – recruiting was – it was crazy because they would send you stuff to try to get you to come to their school. <laughs> you get you get money. You got all types of money coming in envelopes because, oh, you know, wow. you couldn't trace it. So every time I got some money, my parents would send it back to the school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, you're not going there. Both my parents are teachers. Um, but I had, uh, I wanted to visit Hawaii, mm. but you know, they knew I wasn't coming. Yeah. I just wanted to go see Hawaii. So I never made that trip. Um, I thought about, I would have gone to North Carolina when, uh, I graduated. But when I talked to Dean Smith, um, he told me at the time, he said, Michael Jordan will be here two more years. You got to sit on the bench for two years mm-hmm. until he graduated. Once he graduates, he said, you know, then that spot's wide open. Um, I like to compete, but if you're telling me that I can't compete before I get there, then yeah. you know, that's that's not that's not allowing me to compete for that position. Right. I didn't know Michael Jordan was going to turn like he did. Right. But when Lefty came to the house, Lefty, you know, we let him. He knocked on the door. We let him in the door. As soon as he walked in, he took off his shoes, went over and sat in my father's chair, <laughs> and put his feet up on the on the. He said, "So, Derek, how are we going to get you to come to Merlin?" <laughs> I said, "This guy crazy. He's sitting in my father's chair." <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story but uh i mean that's what he was recruited he, he was selling and you know they had five people graduating that year mm. on the front court um i know at the time of course they had lynn Byers coming back they had uh a guy named ed farmer mm-hmm. who could jump high to lynn Byers, mm. and uh he, he transferred at the end so I, it was the front court was while adrian Banch was coming back front court was more open and allowed me to compete for a spot um and i visited michigan University of Michigan, Michigan State, and Villanova. And Villanova won a title that next year. Mm. And, uh, I remember Raleigh Massimino telling me, you should have came to Villanova, you have a title. Yeah. But uh, no, I, was, I was happy with the choice. That, that was, the recruiting was, again, the phone calls at 2 in the morning. Um, it's just like, it's not like it is now. We didn't have a cell phone. Yeah. There was no social media. So it was all the coaches calling you, and they call you any time of the night. Um, they... What 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 would a call at two a.m. How would that entice you to come if, if I'm waking you up in the middle of the night? We're just thinking about you. That's that's the thing. We you know, Derek. We think about you all day. We think about you. It's two o'clock in the morning. We're thinking about you right now. Wow. We'd never be on a school night, but it'd be on the weekend. Yeah. Think about it. And again, I won't call the call the coaches out that did that, but they say, you know, we're thinking about you. We're thinking about you twenty four hours a day. Yeah. We just want to make sure that you know that. And, and that make sure the, that you got that envelope. Yeah. My my parents were pissed, man. <laughs> <laughs> my parents were pissed. Though. Uh, so, so you choose Maryland, and that you know, some positives about that. I mean, you're close to home. Your yeah, parents can come see you play. Yeah. Well, I didn't want that. I wanted to get away from home. I, I 
I told Lefty when he came, I said, I don't want to be close to home. I said, because you know, then I got to go home all the time. And see, he's, he said, Derek, you don't ever have to go home. He said, you can stay right on campus. He said, you don't yeah. have to go home your whole four years of your Maryland. Wow. I said, oh, I said, I didn't know that. Uh. <laughs> I, remember, I, remember, I said, okay, this sounds a little bit better. Um, I had no interest in going to Maryland at first. I, I didn't. I, I took the visit. I did the home visit because it was a local school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I said, well, at least I'll listen to, you know, what they have to say. But I had no interest in going there. I was, I was trying to leave the area. Yeah. Which makes a lot I of sense. I want to get away from home. Yeah, I, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Home. A lot of guys do. You know, KD, a lot of people, you know, can't understand how KD turned down Maryland, especially playing in yeah. high school with Vasquez, but he wanted to go away. He wanted to get away. So. Right, right. Yeah, he wanted to get away. Yeah. So what made you pick Maryland? What was the, the deciding factor? The, the, the one thing, I guess the, the final thing was I was, uh, when I was in high school, I was a pretty good student. I did my work all the time, went to class, you know, honor roll, National Honor Society, all that stuff. Um, you know, that quickly changed when I found out I got them right. I said, oh, yeah, I don't have to go to class all the time. I can, <laughs> I can go, <laughs> I can go when I want. They don't take attendance. But when I was coming out of high school, um, I was going into engineering. Mm. So when I spoke to University of Maryland, a coach, they told me that they would give me a fifth year to finish that degree because uh-huh. engineering was a tough major. They said with that and basketball, it's going to be very difficult to finish in four years. So we'll give you that fifth year to make sure that you're able to get your degree in engineering um, you know, by the time you graduate. So nobody else made that uh made that type of offer hmm. or made that available to me. And um, they'll let me know, you know, it, it was, it was, they cared about that part of it too. You know, right. I knew I wasn't going to be able to play basketball forever, even though I wanted to. Sure. Um, but being able to get that fifth year, um, if I needed it to finish, um, that, that was, that, that was important. Wow. That's really special. Yeah. So it wasn't the 2 a.m. call. It was the fifth year of school. <laughs> no, I didn't even, you know, and I, it wasn't. I, and I talked to, you know, K- Gary Williams came. He was at Boston College at the time. Oh, wow. Dicker Phelps was at Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, the Tark was at UNLV. Um, got George Ravlin was at Iowa. Bobby yeah. Knight was at Indiana. Uh-huh. And um, I just didn't know where I wanted to go besides I wanted to leave, leave home. That's why I visited those schools. I also yeah. visited University of Virginia. Terry Holland mm. and uh, Dave Odom. Um, again, I had I didn't have really have any interest of going to Maryland. Um, it just wasn't on. You know, I, it's funny. I pulled out my uh, I found my top ten list in the basement about oh, wow about seven weeks ago, and Merlin was not on that list. Really, my last ten schools, it was not on that list at all. And uh, Man, I that's, my wife. That's a cool said, find, though. Yeah, it was. I was going through just going through a box, and uh, I actually I did another interview for. The Baltimore Sun, and they were talking about the uh, the anniversary of winning the Dean Dome, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for articles, and I came across my list of schools. <laughs> and Merlin was, I, I mean, it wasn't even at the, he had the top 10, he had some maybes, it wasn't even on the maybe list. That is crazy. That was, that was dated September 22nd. I signed early in November. Yeah. Um, but September 22nd, you know, two months, a month and a half before I signed, Merlin wasn't. I wouldn't even think about Merlin yeah. at all. Times change quick, huh? Yeah, no way. Yeah, Lefty sitting in my dad's chair. That's what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? So, what did your dad say about Lefty sitting in his chair? Uh, uh, it was the, he didn't say. It was, a, it was a look on his face. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have to say much, right? He, he took off his shoes and he just made himself. He says, "Made himself at home. Mm-hmm. Made himself comfortable at home." And I was, I was looking at my dad's face. I said, "Uh oh." <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't even. I don't even sit in the chair. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, maybe I, I won't be going chair. to Maryland now. <laughs> but it was funny like that. He, he finally smiled and was laughing about it. And uh, I'm like, man, that could have that could have got ugly. Lefty was a big guy, too. My dad mm. was 6'7". Lefty was a big guy. I said, that could have got ugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sitting in the chair. He's sitting on the throne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So your freshman year, you get that you start all but three games as a freshman. So that's that's pretty pretty spectacular there. And you were actually uh, named as one of the best defenders in the co- freshman defenders in the whole country. Set at the time was the single season block record with 99 blocks, and uh, you finished second in freshman in the year voting. So that's a great first year. Dwayne Farrell is his fault. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dwayne Farrell, good player though. Um, yeah, again, that was defense that got me on the floor. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, there wasn't, you know, we only had one basketball. Yeah. And Adrian, Adrian Branch and Lynn Bias had that one ball to themselves. That's right. Weren't any more shots. Yeah. <laughs> Keith had to keep them happy. And uh, it wasn't anything else to do but get some rebounds and play defense because you weren't getting any shots. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I understood that. Mm-hmm. Now, plus, I got there. There were five other All-Americans on the team already. Wow. Okay. You know, these guys aren't just some guys that had Merlin, you know, playing around. These, these guys, they put it down, too, and they were in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody wouldn't, wouldn't, everybody doesn't understand that coming out of school. You got to come in and kind of fit in. Yeah. Um, you know, unless Merlin had finished, you know, they just won mm-hmm. ACC title. So I wouldn't come into a school where they had, you know, um, finished last in ACC or whatever, whatever, uh, you know, had, hadn't won any games. These guys were, were trying to repeat again. Yeah. Um, they, had, they had good players. How special was Len Bias? I mean, I remember, but, you know, some people that listen to this may not, but how special was Len Bias? I mean, it's just indescribable because you have to, you know, I, this is a guy that I see every practice and every game. Mm-hmm. I saw him double and triple team. I mean, my sophomore year, my freshman year, he had Adrian there. So some of the, uh, they didn't concentrate, couldn't concentrate on him so much mm-hmm. my freshman year. The sophomore year, um, you know, he was the main scorer. We had, you know, Keith was there, Jeff Baxter, myself as a starter, Speed Jones, all starters. And we chipped in, you know, eight to ten points a game. But Lindy was a scorer. They double and triple team him every game. Yeah. Um, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter that we ran one play all season. Whether they played a man-to-man or zone, we ran the same play all season. And they could do nothing about it. <laughs> wow. And I'm sitting there watching this. I'm like, don't y'all understand what he getting ready to do? They knew what he was going to do, but what they couldn't do anything about it. Couldn't they knew where it. he was going. There's a double screen. Myself and Speed set a double screen. He come off the double. We split, clear out that side, and he had the ball. And then after he got the ball, it's it done. Yeah. It's done. I, I mean, I don't understand. We ran the same play the whole season against zones and man-to-man defenses, and they couldn't – nobody could stop him. He averaged yeah. 23 a game. It was crazy. Yeah. It would have been really – I mean, I know that, that him and, and – MJ had those, you know, those iconic battles, but it would have been interesting to see how that would have ended up. Yeah, it, it would have. Um, and I think, you know, Lenny was still, he was still improving. He was still improving ball handling. You know, of course he could shoot, he could jump. Mm-hmm. And he was starting to handle the ball. And he would have got it even better once he got into the league. Yeah. Um, because they weren't, you know, the defenses were designed differently. Um, you know, he wasn't going to worry about double and triple teams every night. Right. And, uh, you know, he would have had time to adjust and adapt because he had Mikhail Bird and Parrish there. Yeah. And yeah. that would have belonged their careers also. You know, if he had, if he had, uh, if he was on that team, they would, would have played an extra four or five years. Right. Um, but again, you just have to be in the gym and practices. I mean, he worked hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, just something simple, a sit up contest. We had, I remember the sit up contest we had. <laughs> And he wanted to compete with that. You know, he wanted, I bet you I can do more than you. I'm like, go ahead, man. You, you got more muscles than I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got more muscles than me. I mean, compete. And, um, you know, he, he was a leader. Especially that senior year, he was a leader. Mm-hmm. You know, and he'd look at me sometimes, you know, maybe I wouldn't or didn't look like I was doing what I normally do. He said, what, you know, what you going to do, 3-3? You know, you call me 3-3 on the floor. What you going to do, 3-3? You know, either we're gonna either we're gonna do it now. Or we're gonna go home. We might as well go on home. Mm. And um, you know, just somebody that you wanted to play with and wanted to give your all because you saw what he was doing against mm-hmm. double and triple teams right. the whole season. Yeah, wow. He played both ends of the floor. I saw him shut David Robinson down. Wow. Uh, in tournament. Uh, he started me out on him. I couldn't do anything with him because I had. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was still 190 90 pounds in college. You know, people I had to had to lie about my weight. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he got hold of David Robinson that second half. Man, David didn't do anything else after that. Wow, that's special. Did you play against him in um high school? Uh, I did not play against Lenny High School. We didn't play Northwestern. Okay, uh, in high school, they were scared of us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with that. They were scared of players. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> no one's on here to debate it. So <laughs> it's just me and you. <laughs> So your sophomore year, you're the only player on the roster to start all 33 games. And, and so what I found interesting was you led the team in steals your sophomore year. So you led the team in blocks your freshman year and then steals your sophomore year. 
you know, again, stand on the floor. Yeah, um, defense. When coming through high school, uh, Jack Bruin, I wanted to go to Matha, but they put me on a waiting list to get into school. And I think mm-hmm. Morgan Wooden's waiting to see if I could play or not because I went to their camp. I mm-hmm. got to camp. He's like, oh, yeah, we want her now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had, I got a, I got a big, I got a real big ego, big ego now. That's why I'm outside because my head right. don't fit in the house. Yeah. <laughs> but at that time, you know, as little as I was, I still had a little bit of an ego. I was like, he didn't want me before. I'm not going there now. Yeah. So I went, to, that's how I ended up at Carroll. But they always told me, you know, he said, you got to be more than just somebody that scores points. He said, you got to play both ends of the floor if you want to be a basketball player. He said, you can be a scorer or you can be a basketball player. He said, which one you want to be? And they mm-hmm. told me that in camp. St. John's, uh, the, the camp over at St. John's High School, Jack Bruin, Joe Gallagher, and Morgan Wooten ran that camp. And um, I remember him telling me that. He said, you can be somebody that scores or you can be a basketball player. Um, so that goes back to, you know, I was always, I thought I was always smarter than whoever I was playing because I definitely wasn't going to be stronger. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm always going to be stronger than you. I mean, smarter than you. And I'm going to know all the plays of the, of the other teams. So mm-hmm. I, I would know the plays. Because, you know, we go up and practice and everybody didn't take it as seriously as I, as I did because they have muscles. I didn't have any muscles. <laughs> I need I need a different advantage. So when you ran a play, if you said three, well, I know what you're going to do. I just had to get there and try to get the steal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it wasn't – for me, it wasn't rocket science. But, um, again, that kept me on the floor because I was playing, you know, that end of the floor, the defensive end of the floor, which, which wasn't a, a big deal for me. Right. Wow. So your junior year, um, for, that's when uh, Len Bias le- he's he leaves that year. Is it? Did Coach Wade take over that year? That's Coach Wade's first year. Yeah. Okay. Um, so your second leading score in the ACC, and then you beat your own block record that year with 114 blocks. <laughs> so, um, so, so you went got back on the block on the blocks that year. Uh, honorable mention All American, first team All ACC, and you're a finalist for the Adolph Rupp Trophy. So. It's an incredible year there. Uh, what do you remember about that year? I mean, well, I guess – so you could start scoring then, right? Because then Lenny's yeah, gone. Because I, I could get the ball. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> else, you know. You I weren't running that same now. play setting screens. <laughs> we're running the same play. Um, but we were a depleted roster with all the players that were um, – that were either um, ineligible mm-hmm. or suspended from the year before from the Len Bias uh, situation. Um, so I was the only returning starter, only really only person returning with played a lot of minutes outside of think uh, John Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember every night, man. I was just trying to win. I was doing whatever I could to win. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, we didn't win a game in the ACC that year. We were zero and fifteen. Didn't win any games. We won some games on the road where people were expecting to beat us. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm not beating us. Y'all don't. Y'all not even. Your team not even in the ACC. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the ego. That's the mindset that we had. Man, you're not in the ACC. You're not going to beat us. Right. You got another right. ACC team. You're in whatever conference that is. Um, but I played as if it was, you know, as if I was playing with myself sometimes because I wanted to win so bad. Yeah. And uh, and be successful. The team to be successful. Um, I know at the end of the year, you know, I had, like I said, I was second and second leader score, second leader rebounder behind Horace Grant. Um, those other four guys on the first team all ACC team, they, you know, were seniors and they played, you know, they played in the NBA, the draft, yeah. first round draft picks. Yeah. Um, I had an agent come to me and said, Derek, you should leave school. I, I was going to ask you about that. If you consider doing that. Yeah. I said, man, we didn't even win a game. I said, what am I going to leave school for? We were 0-15. Yeah. And that's, that's what I was looking at. I didn't think about, you know, well, you know, I did well. I just thought, I just, you know, we were 0-15, didn't win a game. I'm not going to get drafted. I wouldn't get drafted anyway. I think we had – it was down to six rounds that year. Because mm-hmm. my senior year was three rounds. Um, and I look back at it now. My wife get mad when I talk about it. She said, well, if you hadn't – if you had left school after your junior year, you wouldn't have met me. Yeah. So I, I can't talk about it no more. Yeah. Along my senior year. She came along my senior year. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so I can't talk about it. I can't even say it anymore. But, I, you know, I think about it now and, you know, what might have been um, – because of those guys, you know, it was Horace Grant, it was Kenny Smith, yeah, Bugsy, Kenny Green, all those guys played in the NBA or first round picks. And um, the, the agent, he told me, he said, he said, Dude, you should leave, you should really think about it. And I'm thinking, my, my pants would knock my head off 
Mm-hmm. I said I was leaving school without finishing and you know going to play basketball. And so it just it just didn't make sense to me. So I didn't even I didn't even think about it and revisit it anymore. Yeah. Um, after after that conversation. So your your senior year, you decide to come back, but you were ranked third. So uh, Sporting News had you ranked th- is the third best power forward. Led the team in points, rebounds, steals, and blocks and ranked third in assists on the team. And then you're all ACC second team that year. So this is not like you had a bad senior year. <laughs> yeah, we, had, we just, we had more people. We, Keith Gatlin came back. Yep. Brian Williams came in as a freshman. Bison Dele. Uh, Tony Massenberg came back. Yeah, Massenberg. So, yeah. You know, I, wasn't I didn't like realize that. Bryson Dele. I didn't realize he, I forgot about him. Yeah, freshman year. Yeah. He came in, uh, him and Rodney Walker. And my brother called, came in as uh uh, freshman that year, my senior year, uh-huh. and um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't like, I wasn't as selfish, I wasn't selfish enough like Adrian and Lenny was. I was, you know, I deferred. We had good players, like yeah, I can, I can share the ball, I can do this, um, and we can win, mm-hmm. and that's what I did. Um, that's why my assists probably picked up a little bit that year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was down and scoring, and you know, we had six ten, six eight. Six eight across the front line, so it would take my rebounds, yeah, <laughs> and a box. So um, again, you know, it's still still a fun year. I just wasn't as selfish mm-hmm. as I could have been, or some people say I should have been if I was, you know, if I was trying to impress NBA scouts or whatever that was, mm-hmm. what you want to call it. So I, you know, I ended up deferring a lot, and that, and that was fine. I didn't, you know, I was never never selfish about stuff like that. I wanted to win. And um, yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a terrible year. It was just not what I did the year before. Right. Yeah. And, no, I mean, still led the team in almost yeah. every category. So, um, so then you get drafted. You know, so, so did you uh, pass on that fifth year for engineering? I did not. I changed majors. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Twice. I changed majors twice. Um, <laughs> and I probably I probably shouldn't say why. No, that's fine. <laughs> I, sh- I shouldn't say why, but I, I will say this. Uh, had a conversation, and uh, the person, he said, Derek, do you want to play basketball or do you want to be an engineer? Mm. I, I want to play basketball. Yeah. This engineering is, is, is going to hamper you, so I, I changed majors. Okay. So I changed majors. Um, when I finished my senior year, you know, again, this, there was no social media. Mm-hmm. I had to sit by the telephone and wait for the phone to ring, mm. see if I was going to get drafted. Um, I know it wasn't a first round pick. They invited first round potential first round picks to um, the draft itself. So I sit by the phone, uh, waiting for the phone to ring. And my agent calls me. He says, "Derek, Chicago Bulls are going to draft you." So I was happy. You know, I mm-hmm. said, okay, I get to go to Chicago Bulls. So we go through everything. You know, I signed a, a two year, two year plus one option. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go to Chicago and get off the plane, Phil Jackson's assistant coach, mm. Doug Collins is the head coach. So I get off the plane and, uh, you know, welcome to Chicago. We need you to learn all the plays for the two guard spot by tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock when we have practice. <laughs> and he walk up. I said, Hey, man. I said, Hey, man. I, said, I don't play the two. I don't play the two. I play the four and the three. I don't play the two. <laughs> he turned around, Phil turned. He said, He said, Derek, he said, you know, well, you're going to play the two here. So we need you to learn all these plays by tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. I, hate, I said, hey, hey, man, hey. I said, I played a four and three. I said, Michael Jordan played a two. I don't play the two. Right. I played a four and three. He said, you want to play here, you're going to play the two. And from that point on, I would say the butt whipping commenced because everything Michael Jordan did on TV, he did in practice. Mm. <laughs> everything. Yeah. This is before that triangle stuff. This is when Doug Collins was coaching. So it was all isolation plays. Mm-hmm. And Every every time we're in the park a lot, so for two hours and forty five minutes, twice a day, I had to go on Michael Jordan <laughs> in the parking lot. In the parking lot means you know they clear out the horn side, and you over there by yourself. They call uh-huh. the parking lot, and man, you know you run me off that Bill Cartwright elbow screen. Mm-hmm. By the time I got out there, I'm probably bleeding, holding my eye. And he got the ball one on one, and at that time, MJ he wasn't a great shooter. He could shoot the ball, but he wasn't a great shooter. So if he missed one, first of all, he's going to talk to you, talking trash. But if he missed that first one, I could talk a little trash. I said, oh, you're not on yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> he 
made that first one, man. My day was done. I was, it was over. Yeah. Over, man. But uh, again, I'm still, you know, I don't, I don't play the, I didn't play the two. I yeah. Was <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, man, I, I, I don't play the two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Me. That's funny. It's like it always comes back to MJ. It's the reason you didn't go down to UNC. Yeah, I know. And- <laughs> I, I got to play behind him anyway. And yeah. Then, <laughs> you know, co- of course, you know, it was going to be either me or him, whoever, you know, ever won that spot. Yeah. So I got my chance to compete. We, we know how that turned out. <laughs> right. And you guys had some epic battles in college anyway, you know, UNC and Maryland. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. So then you end up, uh, so you go to the CBA for a year, your name, uh, first team all defense. Mm-hmm. And then starts your career over in France. So, yeah. um, and you ended up spending 15 years there. It wasn't supposed to be like that. I was supposed to go for one year or until my contract with Chicago was over. Um, until the, I don't know if it was a stricter free agent or unrestricted, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go over and play out whatever that contract was. Again, it wasn't a guaranteed contract. I, was, I had signed uh, two plus one with them. Because mm-hmm. when I was in the CBA, you know, everybody talking about Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause wouldn't release me out of that. Uh, I had a chance to sign offer sheet with the Lakers that next summer, the following summer. And uh, for whatever reason, it didn't work out um, because I had, you know, and I don't know all the intricacies of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I wasn't allowed to sign with the Lakers. Uh, it would have been a minimum contract, which was fine with me, but I was trying to, to move. So, Right. I went over to France for one year. That was my original plan to play out um, and then come back. But when I went over, uh, the money was tax-free. Mm-hmm. You know, they give you a car. They give you a house. Um, you were basically a star over there. And I was making more money than I would have made playing here mm-hmm. uh, in the NBA. Because I wasn't going to get, you know, I say MJ money. MJ, the money at the time was probably $1.5 million a year. Right, right. <laughs> that was that was MJ. I mean, that that was highest paid. Um, I went one year. So you know, I'll go back one more year. So I went back the second year. I put my salary up. I was making six figures by then, and it's tax free six figures with mm. no car note, no house note, no insurance to pay. Um, only 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 bills we had. They gave you. Um, I had eight round trip business class tickets. So only money you spent was going to Paris. You know, going out to eat or whatever. The only right. money you spent, and um. Finish the second year. I said, you know what? I'm saying I'm doing one more time. I kept saying one more time. And I stayed over there 15 years. <laughs> yeah, 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 14 one more times. I kept going back and going back. And, you know, I came home every summer yeah. from uh, probably May to about end of July. Mm-hmm. I go back in August to training camp. And then, you know, same thing again. I said, you know, I'm just this last time I'm doing one more time. And guys came over, came and, and played. In France, and then same thing. They weren't going to go back and try to leave. Bruce Bowen, mm-hmm. Bruce Bowen got cut. Wow, cut from the team uh, in Besançon. We played against them. He got cut because he didn't play any defense. Oh, and he goes to San Antonio. He does nothing but defense. Right? Yeah, great defense. Was crazy. Uh, Udonis Haslam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him. he played one year before going to. Yeah, yeah. He went to France, and he said, "You know, he's going to go." Everybody said, "Going to do one year." Everybody else told the truth. They said, "Do one year and then go." I, I kept coming back. Yeah, um, I played against Tony Parker before he was right before he was drafted. Um, I was with Boris Diaw, Michael Petrus on the same team, mm. two thousand and one, um, and that was a that was a fun team to be on. But a lot of those guys, you know, I saw going to the league, like man, I should have just went. I should just did this one year and go. But I kept coming back. Yeah, we well, must have enjoyed it. It was, it was fun. It took, I mean, it took care of me. Um, you know, I was a star over there and both of my kids were born in France. Yeah. Um, so did your wife, when did you get married? Were you married? I got married right before, right after I got drafted. The summer after I got drafted in August, okay. September. Oh, <laughs> September. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got drafted that summer and in September I got, uh, I got married. That year, so your wife went with you right away when you first went to France? She, she did. Yeah. Okay. 33 i'm almost 33 years in <laughs> oh congratulations that's a, that's a lot of years man that's a lot of you like that number 33 <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh so you're a two-time all-star in france uh you win the french cup in 2002 uh so what was that like winning the french cup what did what did that what was that like in france let me ask that like how how big of a deal is it to uh french basketball 
I, I hated it at first when I first went over 89 because I wanted to be back home. I thought I should have been somewhere in, on somebody's team in the league. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I realized I could play a year and go back. Um, the first year I went over, I made a mistake of not knowing the language well enough. Uh, and I had to learn it real fast because, you know, deposit my money in the bank. Okay, so, okay, I'm going to go get some money at the bank. I go to the bank. I don't know how to say I need money. So I'm standing there doing like this. Right. <laughs> and they're looking at me like I'm crazy. So I didn't, I couldn't get money out of the bank for a week. Wow. <laughs> I, find somebody, yeah. I say, hey, coach, I need you to go with me to the bank so I can get some money out. Um, but adjusting to the culture, you know, it was a lot more laid back. Um, you know, the restaurants, the way you see stuff on TV, the people sitting outside, you know, mm-hmm. looking at you walk by, that's, that's friends. Yeah. Uh, my wife loved it. Now, I didn't like the cheese and all that stuff. <laughs> can't get into the cheese but the just the lifestyle and um you know just the culture um it, it was it was a lot of fun again yeah. took some adjustment i learned the language after about a year and a half um i ended up getting dual nationality uh in 96 by the french passport mm. i was able to play as french um but it was again it was just an adjustment in the beginning and then i got used to it and said okay this is this is fun i, I can do this yeah you know, I can't say my wife was excited about the first place we went because we was on a team in Cholet, which is uh, close to the beach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't know what beaches were like in France. I just thought it was a beach. God took me to his house on the beach. He said, hey, come on, let's go on the beach. I said, okay, let's go on the beach. So <laughs> <laughs> he put, I said, let me get my bathing suit. I put my bathing suit. He said, okay, so he goes out on his balcony and takes all his clothes off on the balcony. So I said, what's, what's wrong with this guy? So I put on my little bathing suit. He said, what you doing? I said, I put my bathing suit on. He said, you can't go out there like that. I said, why? I got to wear a shirt. Now, keep in mind, he's standing there with no clothes on. I said, you can't go out there like that. He said, no. He said, Derek, this is a, this is a beach. I said, what do you mean? I know it's a beach. He said, he said, look outside. I looked outside. Nobody had on nothing. Oh, my goodness. They're walking up and down the beach, just having conversations and I said, man, I can't go out there like that. Yeah. <laughs> can't go no clothes. He said, that's a bathing suit. I said, how can y'all do that? He said that wearing no clothes. He says the same thing. He said, you don't have anything. He did the back of his hand. He said, you don't have anything on the back of your hand. He said, that's naked. I said, yeah, but that's a hand. My hand don't have nipples on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> he said, that's how French see it. He said, we see it. It's just like the back of the hand. He says, nothing covering that up. He said, it's just the body. I said, man, I can't go to the beach. Yeah. Now, if you want to stay married. I go back in the house. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky my wife ain't gotten it yet. I had gone to uh training camp. I was in training camp. Oh. I said, man, I can't I can't stay here. Yeah. You can't. This is not, you know, they give you a house. And they had nice houses, especially uh down south. I had uh, they called them villas, uh, real mm-hmm. nice places. But you don't you don't want to if you stay on the beach, you better be prepared. You know, somebody he told me, he said, he said, Derek, I told you you don't bring sand to the beach. I said, what you know about sand to the beach? <laughs> I said, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah. He said, you have a wife? I said, yeah, I got a wife. He said, you don't bring sand to the beach. Oh, wow. I'm like, I'm like how do you know about bringing sand to the beach? I said, that's an American saying. You French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Must be the uh, international language. I guess it is. Yeah. But uh, it, it was a fun time. Um, you know, my son and always wants to go back and my wife wanted to visit. I'm not visiting now. Um I've been back a couple of times, a few yeah. times since I, since I stopped playing. So when you did, were there other Americans on your team or, I mean, you were there 15 years. So like how, how I should, let me rephrase that. How often were there other Americans on your team and, and how many? There's always two Americans per team. So that's not considering if you had a passport. So okay. my first few years, um, and that was when they first started the, the passports weren't, Americans weren't becoming citizens. Mm-hmm. There were two Americans per team. So if you didn't play well, they sent you home. Yeah. Two Americans, 10 French players. So if that one American wasn't, you know, they, all they do is they pick up the stat sheet and see how many points, rebounds you got. If you didn't get the points and rebounds you're supposed to get and y'all lost, mm-hmm. they were on the phone and you, you were going home the next day. Wow. It was crazy. It was cutthroat. I mean, I played with so many. I played with Marcus Liberty, mm-hmm. uh, Finnis Dembo, who's at Wyoming. Mm-hmm. I mean, I played with some good players. But – if you lost that game and you didn't put your numbers up, uh, you you weren't gonna stay there very long. Yeah, that's just how it was cutthroat. Wow, you know, that, that's to, crazy. 
It, it was. Um, but they figured, you know, they said, all you got to do is play basketball. So you play once a week. You're paying you all this money. You're getting a six-figure salary. Yeah. Uh, you got a house. Uh, you know, you don't have to pay for anything. They come over, cut your grass. Dang. Uh, I know one team I was on, they say, we don't want you to change a light bulb. We just want you to be ready to play when it's time to play. We don't want you to do anything. Um, so they got expectations yeah. of you performing once it's time to perform. And, you know, that means, you know, we play once a night. We play Saturday nights. If you weren't playing in the European Cup and the Cup games. So when I first got over, I was on a team. We weren't playing in the Cup games. We played Saturday nights. So you mm-hmm. had the rest of the week to just go to the beach. To go to the beach, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the clubs, and the players that got cut, that's what they were doing. They were out for late Friday night at the club, and people know who you are. We're on billboards around the city, yeah, and commercials, and our cars got uh, advertised on it. So everybody knew where you were when you went. Mm-hmm. And that was fine if you want to, you know, uh, do what you're supposed to do on the court. But if you want to produce them, man, that was you, you're going to be, you won't stay very long. Wow. And, um, mm. Yeah, I got my passport in 96, so that gave me a lot of breathing room at that time because I was considered French. Okay, so you so now you're one of 10 one instead of, 10. of one or two. Yeah, yeah, one of the 10. And they weren't going to let me go. I was, you know, yeah. you know let a French-American go uh, anyway. So I could have I had a bad two or three bad seasons in a row, and they weren't going to let me go. Mm-hmm. That American, man, you get one game, especially when you first go over. Yeah. You get one game, and if you do well at one game, okay, now it's good. Maybe down the line, down the line, you get two two bad. You have two bad games, but not right, three. Right. So the longer you stay, the more bad games you're allowed to have. Right. <laughs> and, uh, it was it was crazy, man. What was the camaraderie like with the other Americans that that you would play with or against? Yeah, you, know, you always had to stick together. You know, you'd be so happy, especially when you first got over to see other Americans mm-hmm. on the other team. Um, but the tough part is we knew we were going to be guarding each other, mm-hmm. and you knew that uh, you know you're the only two on the team. So I got to get you, I got to make sure you get yours. You got to make sure I get mine. Yeah. You still want to win because you had bonuses attached to those games. You know, you had um, five-figure bonuses. You win a game, mm. you get five figures. So you still want to win. But at the same time, if you don't win, make sure when they pick up that stat sheet at the end that you got your, you know, whatever it was, whatever you established, whatever type of player you established, you were going to be that first year is what they're going to be expecting. So, you know, I was a 18, 19-point game uh, they knew I was going to get 10 rebounds. They knew I was going to block four shots. That's mm-hmm. what they expected. Mm-hmm. Pick up their stat sheet, and we didn't win, and they don't see that on the sheet. You know, they're looking at you with the head tilted to the side. Like, oh, you didn't do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, you have some sleepless nights, especially early. Yeah. Uh, early in your career over there. But, again, you know, the best thing is to adapt to the culture. Uh, a lot of Americans wouldn't socialize with the with the French people. You got to socialize with them. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was important. Yeah, but you're always happy to see other Americans on that other team. You know, you can tell. Uh, yeah, been there long, has it? Yeah, wow. And so, and talking about your stats, you recorded the first quadruple double in French league history. Yeah. <laughs> so, I saw it, twenty points, eleven boards, twelve steals, and ten blocks. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was kind of crazy because. Um, People still ask me about that from France. I talked to a guy last week. He said, Derek, you still have the record for quadruple double. I said, yeah, that's great. I said, I can't do it anymore, though. Right. Um, but, again, we expect to do everything. Score, rebound. I was a score, rebounder, and shot blocker. You know, and I got my share of steals every game, but the quadruple double, again, I studied plays. And for some reason, this particular team just figured they're going to keep running the same play or running the same group of plays and I'm not mm-hmm. going to be there. It was it was the steals just came so easy because I knew the plays, and I was the the point guard was a French point guard. Mm. You know, and again, I'm not talking bad about the French, but right. you know, I was considering <laughs> yeah. my, myself to be smarter than the players on the other team. That's how I, I played as long as I did. And uh, I'm like, I know he's not going to run this play again. Yeah, and he ran the play again. I just you know slipped out and get the steal. Uh huh. That was easy. The hard part was the block shots. Um. Yeah, I mean, those are easy. Yeah, ten blocks is a lot. Yeah, I wouldn't pass. I wouldn't get no assists. Wasn't gonna be no quadruple double that way. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we had to score. Had to score points. There yeah. Wasn't no passing involved. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's people they still talk about it sometimes. Like, do you remember? Like, yeah, I remember the steals. I was like, y'all kept running the same play. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
So your career comes to an end in France, 15 years. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a long career. I don't care where you're playing. So what do you do? What do you uh, decide to do with your life at that point? What are you doing now? So when I came back home, um, I had a couple of things I wanted to do. Um, me and my teammate, uh, Pat Durham, he played with Golden State for a while. We always talked about um, owning trucking companies. Mm. When we came back in two, when I came back in 2004, uh, I went and got my CDL, so I did a class for my CDL, and I was ready to buy a fleet of trucks. But then the gas prices shot up, price of mm. oil shot up, and the diesel prices went out went out the roof. So I said, that's not, I can't do that. Yeah. Um, there's no way. So I wanted to take, you know, five to seven years and rest my body, play golf, mm. um, start some, some other companies, and, and just kind of see what I wanted to do. But my brother, I mean, my, my brother, my son, who was going to Chapelgate, he went to school and I believe the, the conversation was what their, you know, they talked about what their parents did for a living, you know, what their parents do for a living. Mm-hmm. So my son, I just got home for playing basketball. I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm retired. I'm, yeah. I, I shouldn't be doing anything. So my son tells the teacher, well, my dad doesn't do anything. He just stay home and watch TV all day. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I said, I can't believe I can't believe I, that's what I do. And I don't know if Coach Fries remembers that. And I don't know what class it was in. It might have been Miss Bounds, English class, but he says, yeah, my dad just stay home all day. He doesn't do nothing. He just stay home and watch TV. I told my wife, I said, I got to go get a job. I said, doing anything. So he sees me going to work. And man, I hated that. I ended up taking the only thing I could find real fast, like that next week. I worked at Enterprise Rental Car. Mm. I took a job at Enterprise Rental Car. I can't say I hated it, but that's not what I wanted to be doing. Right, right. But then my son saw me. I got up in the morning, I put on a tie. Uh-huh. I went to work. I like, see, I'm going to work. <laughs> yeah. Work. Now, how old is your son at this time? He's now. No, it, when when you moved back. Oh, at I'm that sorry. time, he was, uh, that was his first year back. So they, he would have been middle school. Okay. You know, seventh, seventh or eighth grade. Now, were your kids bilingual when they when you moved back from France? My son was. Yeah, my daughter was only two when we moved back. Oh, okay, okay. She was. My son was bilingual. Uh-huh. He still is. He still speaks French. So did he? Did he go to like a French? Was he in a French school or when you him, were in when you were in France? He was in a French school. Okay. We didn't try to find an American school for him. We like, yeah, just time to go. Let's go to school. Okay. Uh, and he picked it up. He learned just by you know being yeah. in class. Either you, you know, you float or you sink. And mm-hmm. um. You know, they helped him a little bit, but they didn't, you know, they didn't give him a, a bunch of help in English. Now, they learn English. They start learning English over there in kindergarten. Right. They start teaching them English. So the teacher did speak English. But, you know, he, he went in and he learned a language and um, he started acting like a little French kid. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't, you know, the best thing in the world, but, you know, he, he, he did well. Yeah, okay. Well That's one aspect, I think, when, you know, when when guys go overseas and spend as much time over there like you did, you ended up raising your family there and you and yeah. your wife. So. So that's one aspect that I think people don't really consider. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not just basketball. You gotta gotta yes. keep your wife happy and raise some <laughs> yeah. kids too. So that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay, so then from so from enterprise, you end up uh, doing what after that? Enterprise, I um, I ran into the the coach at Archbishop Spalding, basketball coach. Mm-hmm. Let's see, was that? No, I'm sorry. The, I ran to the principal first mm-hmm. at a job fair. So. Um, my wife was interested in seeing, you know, find out what a job fair was. You know, we had, she hadn't worked before. We had been overseas. She's like, what is a job fair? I want to go see what a job fair is. Mm. I, I, okay, you know, you can go, go ahead. I, I don't, you got your own car, so yeah. go ahead and go. Yeah. No, I want you to go with me. Wait, man, I don't want to go to no job fair. Yeah. Stay home. I'm going to go to the job fair for it. So I ended up going to the job fair. So when I went, I said, I'll go with you. So I put on a tie so I could blend in and mm-hmm. a suit coat. I took a newspaper with me. I went and sat in a corner <laughs> and read the newspaper. And here comes the principal for Archbishop Spalding tapping on my newspaper. So I thought it was my wife. Uh-huh. Like, hey, did you find what you're looking for? And I turned around. She said, hey. She said, uh, uh, I understand you speak French. She said, can you come and talk to me about teaching at my school? I said, man, I'm not here to look for a job. I said, you can go talk to my wife over there. She, you might, she might want to do it. I said, I'm not looking for a job. So I got up and walked away. And she follows me across the room. She said, it's like for you to come in and talk to me. I said, man, I don't want to work. I, I don't, I'm not here for that. Mm-hmm. I'm here just because my wife is. He said, well, I'm going to stand here until you say you'll come and speak to me. I, put, I said, you know what? Okay, I'll come. I'll come and speak to you. I'll come. So that was my initial conversation that I had 
to get me over at Spalding. Mm-hmm. I didn't go that year. I actually ended up going about a year and a half later mm. um, because I had the, I owned a recruiting company at the time, Archiva Sports. Okay. And Spalding was looking for a basketball coach. NCAA said, it looks kind of funny. You're going to Spalding, you own this recruiting company. That's it not the look right. So I couldn't go at the time, uh, but I ended up going in 2000, the 2008, 2009 school year. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got there, they asked me the coach of JV. I knew the basketball coach. He asked me about coaching JV. And then I ended up staying there until last year. Oh, okay. So you were there with Nick? Were you there with Nick? Yeah, I, yeah Nick came in. Nick came in after after me, actually. Okay. I coached until 2015. Uh-huh. Um, then Nick took, took over in 2015. You didn't get the time. If, if you talk to Nick... To kind of turn stuff around. Those kids he had, I mean, you know, I think his last year there, they started like three freshmen. They're the ones that's there now winning. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're juniors now, and they're going to win a whole lot more next year, seniors. So, and you got, you know, he's got a top 100 kid in Cam. So, yeah, Cam, yeah. Yeah. But he has some good guys. Yeah, he bought, you know, it took some time to to bring the recruits in. Yeah. Um, He got them in, and then next thing I know, you know, he he said they didn't, they weren't bring them back as a coach again. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we talked about it a lot. We talked about it when he first got there, you know, what I went through and then, you know, during the time he was coaching, we t- I talked to him. So he, he was a good guy, though. Nick was – actually, I talked to him. I texted Nick about two weeks ago. Okay. He's, yeah. he's doing pretty good. Is he still coaching? I didn't even ask him. Um, I know when he left Spalding, he was going to work with some type of recruiting company Okay. at the time. Yeah, good guy. Uh, He's St. John's St. John's guy. Okay. Yeah, yep, St. John's. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I told him we used to spank on St. John's when I was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I always said, you know, we used to spank y'all when I was in school. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Always bragging rights going on right here in the DMV, I <laughs> yeah, tell you. Yeah, I can't help. Yeah, it's always something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I really appreciate your time. So a uh, couple questions before we end up, this has been a great interview. I've really enjoyed, you know, just hearing about your career at, at Maryland, you know, in high school and, and obviously in France too, it's really special. Um, so I'm going to ask you your three favorite, I have three questions for you. So first one is your three favorite basketball memories. Your favorite basketball memories. I, I got to say one is winning that game against North Carolina in the Dean Dome. Mm, yeah. Um, you talking about some people in the stands that were mad, and those people were pissed off when we beat that. We'd be is that your sophomore year? That was my sophomore year. They were number one in the country. Yeah. Now yeah, is that when over. is that when Bias had that when he turned and and picked yep. off the inbound pass? Yep. And uh, Keith got him through the ball. Kenny Smith's back. Yeah. It was that game, and um, they were number one in the country, and they had just opened the Dean Dome. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, man, that was that was probably the. The best. <laughs> yeah. The best time. There. I bet that was a fun ride home. It was, man. Um, yeah, you couldn't keep us quiet. You couldn't keep Lefty quiet. He was the main one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you couldn't stand, you couldn't stand losing to Dean Smith. Yeah. That, that's got to be at the top or one of the top ones. I also say that the moment I got to play my brother at University of Maryland, we mm. played, I think it was at Towson State. And uh, my brother, he got me about a couple of inches. Uh, but just getting on the floor to play with him. Now he didn't play all his season. He only played six games. He got mono. Mm, wow. the rest of the season. Yeah. yeah. I told him, I said, you got those weak genes. I don't know whose genes you got. Yeah. <laughs> getting sick. No, let me play. ask you about that. Cause I, and I actually meant to ask you this early when you mentioned him, did, did he go to Carroll also? He went to Carroll too. Yeah. Okay. He was a, a, a later, I call a later bloomer. Uh-huh. My, my brother was, he wanted to fly airplanes and stuff like that. Paper airplanes. Uh-huh. <laughs> And so, you know, when I'm I'm going to walk up to the court to practice at home, you know, I'm in high school, he'd find a paper airplane, mm-hmm. find a kite or something like that. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, Were you roommates in college or or did you he room with another freshman? No, he had a – we actually had separate rooms, but he was not in my apartment. I was in apartment with Rudy Archer and Brian when he got there. Mm-hmm. I don't know who room who uh, said who said room with. I, I don't even, that's a good question. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, well, that that's special though, being able to play with him in college, especially at that level. You know, it's a yeah, it, it was. Yeah, and um, and then your last one. Yeah. It's the last one. I had to go back to high school. We beat Dematha. Mm. They were number one in the country, and they were loaded with Danny Ferry and Carlton Valentine, 
that Rob wrote to the point guard. But we had good players too. We had we had four guys play Division One basketball. Mike Sampson, mm-hmm. American, Reggie Gowdy played football. Um, Fred Cunningham went to Robert Morrison College, so we had a good team. Yeah, and um, we beat them. We got them when they were number one in the country, and then we were down by twelve and came back and won that game. Wow. Um, but that was uh, we still talk about myself and Mike Sampson. Good. Uh, same for life, man. man. Yeah, as well, my, you should. Yeah, <laughs> it's my man. Yeah, uh, Mike Lonigan was on that team. Oh yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike Lonigan, you know, he didn't play no defense, but he passed me the ball, so that was. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I was gonna have to. I knew I was gonna hear him saying, "Derek, help!" <laughs> I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew he was gonna get the ball from him. So. He's a good coach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah, won a couple titles at Catholic. Yeah. Uh, you're starting five NBA all time. All time, I think you got to have MJ in there. Mm-hmm. as a two. I like magic at the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Despite what people say now. You hear that come up quite a bit? I think uh, I, I, Tracy actually had, I think Tracy had magic at the one also. Yeah. I mean, it's, it depends on the generation, man. I've seen it, it. It does, yeah. They haven't seen him play. Like, people prefer MJ over, I mean, prefer LeBron over, or Kobe over MJ. Uh-huh. I've seen all of them. Uh, I, I gotta, I gotta have MJ before I had those two. Yeah, yeah. Um, as a two, if I'm going by position, I'm going by. I mean, at the center, I mean, man, give me the, give me the, the ball, give me Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of guys. I mean, you got Shaq out there. Yeah, I, it's either Bill Russell or Shaq is what yeah. most people say on here. You, you gotta, you gotta have Bill, Bill Russell. I, I, I got Bill Russell. You know, Will Chamberlain is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, maybe. Well, go ahead. I, I can't. Yeah. Wilt gets some. When you said Wilt, I forgot about him. People do say him as well. So. Yeah, Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain. I mean, you can't overlook him. That's the yeah, <laughs> the boss. Um, like Kevin Durant. What he does, I mean, he's a local guy too. Yeah. Um, you play him at the three or the four. He, he's a three. He can't. Okay. He, can't he can't. I, I don't like. No, he him can't play it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unless he's a stretch. Yeah. Yeah, he can't play the four. I mean, I like LeBron, but. You know, I'm, I guess we're going by position. Yeah. Who the four? I mean, there's a lot of guys at the four. I'm not – I like Tim Duncan, but I'm not a Tim Duncan fan. I like Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to go back into the into the bowels to figure that one out. <laughs> That's tough. You know what? Give, give me give me Elijah Wine. There you go. I like Tim Elijah Wine. I know he's a center. Yeah, that's all right. But that that that, that shake, man, that, that you can't do nothing with that. I yeah. saw him just embarrass people. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I, I know I didn't pick any new uh, these new guys. That's all right. I mean, like I like John Morant. Oh, I yeah. like him. I like him as more than I like Russell Westbrook. I like his his energy he plays with. Mm-hmm. He didn't always take a good shot, but he's gonna go hard. Yeah, no matter when it is. Yeah, his grandmother on the team. She I, she better watch out. Yeah, on <laughs> that man. What'd you think of the game? Did you watch a national championship? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What'd you think of it? I, everybody kept over, you know, talking about Gonzaga and Gonzaga. Those guys, those guys been in the weight room for one. On uh Baylor? Yeah. Yeah. They they were more physical. Yeah. Um, you know, I liked you know, Timmy's you know, his post moves and and what was it? He's got great feet, yeah. Yeah, that's good. But when they put that, when they start putting that pork chop, <laughs> my dad's called it pork. Yeah, that pork chop on you, man. Oh, that right there don't mean nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those guys. Like I love uh, the way those guards play. See, it's funny because I I agree with you, and I picked Gonzaga to beat Baylor for the championship. I thought they were the they were the cream of the crop all year. Yeah. But as it started getting later, I started thinking like, you know what, guards really win in the tournament, yeah. and. Yeah. They got the three of them <laughs> that can yeah. all play. So that was crazy, man. And that, I mean, those guys were going hard. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, I don't know who got. I don't know who got MVP last night. I, was that, I don't know either. That's that's I was funny. To wait to see. Yeah, because I've heard a few people ask about that, and I don't. I don't know who it was. Maybe by the time this comes out, I'll know. But um, but I don't know either. I mean, you almost have to give it to that whole backcourt. But yeah, because they don't win. They don't win without Butler and uh, Mitchell. Mitchell no. makes that team go. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. I mean, he, the, the hesitation moves that he has. I mean, it's yeah. just he, he left me standing a couple of times. Yeah, <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> and they play so well off each other as well. Yeah, they do. You know? Yeah, they do. Um, and what do you think about Suggs? So, I mean, 
I think he's a good player. I don't think he's better than those other guards. Then he's not better than Mitchell. I like mm-hmm. Mitchell better than the Suggs. I know people talking about him, uh, you know, NBA draft. And I think he's a good college player. Mm-hmm. But I know also that um, good college players all, don't always become good NBA players mm-hmm. because of the structure that you have in college. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mitchell. Mitchell is going to be good NBA player, I think. He can, you know, not that Suggs can't create his own shot, but he creates his own shot. Um, he's strong. Yeah, very strong, very quick. Yeah, and um, I mean, I, I like what he can do already. I mean, I'd be uh, interested to see what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the the players, you know, like I look at the the guy Timmy and the other guy that was All American. That was it, Kiss? Yeah, I can't remember. I know the other yeah. kid with the with the headband. Yeah, he's yeah. got to get with the right team. Kitchener, or K- I can't think of his name. Yeah, now, but yeah. I think him he has to get the right team to have a – I don't think he's going to be a dominant NBA player to have mm-hmm. a successful NBA career. I, I agree. I'm not sure Timmy's going to be a great player. He's got really, really good feet. but Yeah, and a mustache. Yeah, yeah. This is what he got. But he can't shoot the ball. No, yeah, he got to be able to shoot now. Yeah, and, you know, I think he's like 6'8", so he can't he can't just camp out down low. I mean, right. 6'8 guys are shooting. I mean, Kevin – KD's 7 feet, so – He's a great college player, and they yeah. love his footwork. You know, you turn on, they, they love what he does, the footwork he got. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, you, know, you may get off the plane, they're gonna tell you to you play the two guard. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be stuck behind MJ. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. six eight. I'm six eight. I wasn't playing on playing the two when I got there. Yeah. <laughs> but you better, you know, and that's the difference. Today, the players today are taught to handle the ball, mm-hmm. no matter what position you play. You know, I wasn't. I didn't concentrate on it. I was, you know, about banging and throwing elbows and blocking shots. I was, that's what I did. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. But, man, you get to Chicago and they tell you you're going to play the two guard. Yeah. And, you know, you got to you know, start to play or bring the ball to the floor or the country, man. I'm like, man, I don't, that's not, I don't do that. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Give you two, I'll give you two real hard dribbles and pull up, but that's about it. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere on the left side. Don't, don't talk about no left. Yeah. Cut my left hand off. I wasn't going that way. Yeah. <laughs> I know too. Yeah, you know your strengths. Yeah. All right, last question, then I'll let you go here. So five dinner guests, dead or alive, uh, who's coming to your dinner? Uh, dinner guests? I got to bring my dad back. My dad passed away 2018. Oh, I'm sorry. It was tough. I bring my dad back. My man, Nelson Mandela, mm. he won't come sit at the table because he got a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. For sure. I bring my man, Martin Luther King, back. Mm. Yep. Because uh, I'm trying to, you know, I can't stand history, reading a history book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but those two, I'll sit down and listen to them all day. Yeah, I let them I recite. Wanna, I want to read a history book, though. But, yeah. But I'll, I'll read about it. And my two grandmother, grandmother. My mother's mom, my grandmother mm. would be my fourth person. I tell you, man, as silly as it sounds, um, I would bring my man LB back. Yeah. Just, just, you know, just so we could sit down and finish what we didn't finish. Uh, before he passed away. Yeah. You know, we had a lot of conversations. We went, we actually went up to Boston camp together before his senior year when Red Allback was looking at him, mm-hmm. about drafting him. Um, they invited me too. I know we know we don't, people don't know that or it's not important because they didn't draft me, but I did go up with Lenny and we both played in those, uh, those pickup games um, when he was looking at, looking to draft for Bias that year. But, um, you know, I, I miss like everybody else does. Yeah, Mr. Man, and that's probably an odd bunch to bring back. No, it's <laughs> hey, it's your five. Yeah, a bunch to bring back, but um, yeah, we we'd have a good time that night. Yeah, uh, it'd be a great conversation for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, sir. Well, thank you so much. Um, no really, really appreciated this, and and um, I'm sorry, really appreciate this. I should say, <laughs> no problem, and, and learning all of this about your life and. And basketball here in the DMV, obviously, you know, we've had guests on from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and current. Right. And one thing remains true. It's the best basketball in the country. Yeah, it, it's tough, man. Yeah, year after year yeah, and decade yeah. after decade, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's right here in the DMV. So, uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Another DMV basketball legend, Mr. Derek Lewis. So, you know, you know, you could have waited a little bit long because now the light's still out, still light outside. I got to go over and run some sprints on the basketball. Court. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
was like, man, look, the sun not going down fast enough. Yeah. That would have been my excuse. I don't have no excuse. Now. Yeah, we could talk for another hour. We'll just we'll talk <laughs> offline for another hour. So, so you don't gotta run those I, I don't feel like doing it either. Yeah. I gotta do something, man. Coronavirus has been kicking me in the butt. Oh yeah, yeah. I was talking to pounds, somebody. About coronavirus that today. pounds, I should say. Yeah, yeah. The COVID fifteen. Yeah, I don't know about the, the COVID fifty, it feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Check back in next week. We'll have another local guest on and uh, appreciate the support. Remember to uh, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Remember to subscribe and also to rate us. If you give us a five-star rating, I'd appreciate it. Take care, everyone. Until next week.